This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to episode 297 of the Working Class Bowhunter. We're not even close to being done, and we're almost to the 300 episode mark. That is insane, and I'm the only one in the studio right now to do this intro to realize how crazy that is. Everyone else is getting busy for the Madison show right now. Doug's getting his his mustache groomed up. Steve's actually moving out of his parents' basement. Eric's building turbos for some race car somewhere. And I'm in the podcast studio, and things are going great. It's uh, It really is going great. We appreciate the support from everyone. And we're not even episode 300 yet, and I don't know why I'm like doing this sentimental thing. But I do want to add... This podcast we recorded at the Ohio Deer Classic two weekends ago in Columbus, and we're lucky enough to have, I've always been good friends with Byron since, man, we go back now just through like the history of the podcast recording and just kind of keeping up with each other. But, uh, you know, recent partnership with Lone Wolf Custom Gear with Cody DeQuisto, and that's amazing, and there's some big things that come there. And if you're listening to this in real time, the pre-order just launched yesterday. So in podcast land, if you're listening to this, it's open right now. So if you've been wanting to get your hands on some of those Lone Wolf Custom Gear stands, you can you can get on there, LoneWolfCustomGear.com, and put in your order. Um, I really enjoy talking with Byron and Cody. Uh, they're some of the guys I consider my circle of, of friends that I will call when I want to have like real conversation when it's off the podcast, and we'll talk for like an hour. And so it's cool to to be able to mix it up with Byron all the time and then get him on a recording with Cody at the same time. And it was just, uh, it was fun. This is a short podcast. Obviously, there's still more. This is another cliffhanger for the Cody DeQuisto episode we're going to do. Um, we're going to try and all get together in studio early April and really do the full length episode like we want. Um, so a lot of things coming. But I just wanted to add there that, you know, it's kind of cool to get these guys together. And and Byron, he, if you've been seeing all this Lone Wolf Custom Gear video work that's coming out that's all byron's handiwork 
And uh, so he's, he's killing out there with the whitetail experience and all them boys. If you enjoy public land hunting, you better check out the whitetail experience on YouTube. Anywho, let's get to the business. We'll cut into the episode, and hopefully we'll see you guys this weekend at the Madison Show in Wisconsin. The podcast is presented by Scent Crusher, ScentCrusher.com, HHA Sports, North American Whitetail Championship, Elite Archery, of course, Lone Wolf Custom Gear like we mentioned, Big Time Victory Archery, Combination Creative. They do all our video work, and they do logo work for a lot of companies. Um, Jordan Johnson's the mastermind behind that. And we hope you enjoy the episode. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Paul Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 Connected to the Heroes Hunting booth. I'm Steve. Here's Eric. How's it going? Kurt. What's up? Byron Fer- uh, Byron, <laughs> Byron Ferguson. Ferguson? Yeah, I, I well, wanted to call him I'm Byron sure. Ferguson. That's got to happen a lot, doesn't it? Uh, Byron yeah, Ferguson. Yeah. Byron Ferguson. The other Byron. And Cody DeQuisto. We gotta get, we're trying to film. The, we got to get in tighter. Byron Ferguson. We got to get in tighter. We good, guys? Oh, yeah. You got me standing next to the tall guy again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be standing the next to the man. Dude, this is Byron Ferguson from the uh, uh, past. He came to see a future Brian Ferguson and how he's doing. How you doing, Byron? <laughs> good, man. How you doing, Steve? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> All right. Columbus, Ohio. It's kind of cool because you guys are right across, right yeah, across the got, street from us here. We got the perfect yeah. setup. Yeah. I'm in, I can't hear myself. We're good, though. We're, having, yeah, we're, we're getting good, rocking. Yeah, First yeah, we're podcast good. of the last day of the show. Oh, yeah. It's been so a, it's, dude, it's been awesome. It's this is show, great. The show's crazy. A lot of people come through here. Byron's been in and out because he, you know, he's like, "That's my home show," but I want to be like kind of fashionably not there. Oh, I'm just there some wow. days, so we get how that works, man. Like <laughs> you, you're the big talk of this show, being yep. like Whitetail Experience from Columbus. So I get, I get why you're in and out. It's like a fashionable kind of like trendy type of thing. But I appreciate you coming. <laughs> I mean, dude, on the it, show, it, man. it's, it's the same, yeah. And the key to being popular in your hometown <laughs> is don't shoot small bucks. Oh, that's yeah, the, yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. know, well, yeah, you, you <laughs> do that as a front so you people don't actually know where the big ones are. That's a cover up. Yeah. So you don't actually video the big ones that you guys put on your platform. That, that's right. That's right. There may be a, a couple fake cutaways uh, just <laughs> sprinkled into our work yes, just yes, due to the public. You, you go to hunt one public piece, but you have footage of a different one of the entryway. Is that how it works? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta I keep may guessing. Or, I may or may not be able to confirm that. <laughs> yeah, I think I was on the phone with you the other day. I'm like, every time I talk about my property on the podcast, I'm straight up lying about it. <laughs> like you have to. Like, yeah. it, but I'm telling the truth, but it's always mixed up. So, like one episode, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I got an 80 acre piece that I lease in uh, 
Fort Fulton County. And then the next one, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a 43-acre piece that's in Rock Island County. <laughs> dude, how much land does this yeah. dude have? If someone goes it's back and everywhere. tracks me down, they're like, dude, he's kind of full of it. <laughs> it's funny. Cody does don't this you, exact same thing. Don't you thing. point that finger. <laughs> he does. Uh, you do the same thing? Like, Oh, he'll send me a, a, a trail cam pick or, or a pick of a setup, whatever. He'd be like, don't, don't tell where this is. <laughs> but it's probably a lie yeah. to you, too. Oh, it probably is. Dude, he's like, Anybody for a while, anybody that asked me something specific about deer hunting, um, I said Missouri. So, oh, that was in Missouri. And then I started hunting Missouri, and then I was like, shit, now i got to figure Minnesota. Yeah, now i got to figure out a new state. Then it was Kansas, so I just bounced around. You're like, that doesn't look like Kansas. State like, to oh, state. Yeah, that's the, it's the northeastern no, part of Kansas. It's a unique farm, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. going to it like he, that. He's one of those guys that's like, hey, man, you, know, you, you want to come get pictures of this deer? It's like he's going uh, Byron up. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll meet you at your property. He's like, actually, why don't you meet me at the Casey's? And he blindfolds him and takes him where he needs to go. <laughs> Every time. That's probably how it works. <laughs> Hey, you got it, man. You got to protect it, bro. That is funny. Well, people are right now. Secrets. So, as of recording this, the last episode we put out was with Cody. So, we left everyone on a cliffhanger. So, I think when this launches, people think this is like the continuation of that cliffhanger, and it's not. <laughs> no, so, not this at is all. just another Absolutely cliffhanger. Um, got him good. March is a busy month for all of us with trade shows. So, Super soon you will be in studio. Yes. So, we're just going to we'll end this on another just cliffhanger somewhere. Like, I'll just fire something off and just leave everybody like, damn it. Basically, what happened was we were on that cliffhanger, and then that rock fell, so now the car's just teetering. Yeah, we're about yeah. there. Yeah. We're about there. <laughs> about to go off the edge. So how's the show been so far? Because you guys have some different stands here from the One Wolf Custom Gear. Well, you have a, I guess I don't know how to word it. I'll let you just take it away there. Because you have the new, yeah. the new size of it here, right? Yeah, so well, what we did, we, um, what we've had and what we've been showing has been the like original prototype. Yeah. Um, and we've still been, you know, really banging on that thing to, to optimize the performance and, you know, just those fine little tweaks like, okay, does this, uh, does this you know, um, strap hook need to be a little longer? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the pack attachment on the back, you know, we oh, increased yeah. the separation there. We got, you know, a new... Uh, feature in the the stand that you know it doubles the camp chair so there's like a little pin there that you can actually use it hunting off the ground or just kind of back at camp so a lot of those little fine tweaks that we were doing uh we got the bow holder and the gun holder in the uh in the platform now so what we have here is like uh a production sample like Mm -hmm. all the little bugs have been worked out you know um so it's kind of the evolution of that uh not the bigger size yet but that is to come Cool, cool. I mean, just looking at the stand, it looks like you guys put a bunch of time into it and added everything that you need onto the stand. Yeah, yeah. It that's what it was from the get go. Is like, hey, what do we, you know, the things that we use, the little, the little things that pissed us off along the ways. Right, um, right. The little know. just like inconveniences. Yeah. Of, yeah it's, well, you're like, you're like, I wish I had this on the stand. That's where yeah. you go and be My, like, we yeah. can add that. My right. favorite feature is on that stand. You've got where your bow, you know, your rope. Uh, you can just throw it right around there. It's connected to the stand because that's the one thing you never want to forget. And I've forgotten. Oh, yeah. Luckily, the tree I was in had one in there. Hey, but you need to put a cell phone mount on the base of the platform oh, for up front sure. so he can watch wrestling on his phone. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Get an iPad go. one, we dude. Can, I got the network, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, can rig that in there. Dude, when I when I hang my stands, I don't hang where I think the deer are going to be. I hang where I'm in still cell phone range. That's You got to do something when you're up there. That's you, an option. You could do the yeah. Stevie Moe edition that's just like built for the lazy asses of <laughs> Dude, it's got it's got a recliner it's on there, a portable somehow. ladder stand. It's just if they're selling a lazy boy chair, it's sit your ass at home. Yeah, like you a, ain't really in this. Yeah, like a microwave <laughs> built into All it, comfy. <laughs> Dude, look at this thing's got a hot pocket holder, son. <laughs> well, I guess we should talk about this. this is the first time <laughs> we recorded. Hot pocket sleeve. 
Yeah. Ooh, and it it insulated. To temperature where it doesn't burn your mouth off. Yeah, it yeah. keeps it keeps it nice and warm for you. Well, this is the first time we've recorded with you when we're official uh, partners, I guess you could say. So we just announced that this week, and so a pretty good response to, to a lot of people expected it, I think, because of just how close we are, I guess, um, from where you guys are to where our studio is. So kind of. Oh, I thought you were talking about you two in general, like good buddies now. Well, he's my right. friend, so you can kind of step off a little bit. Okay? <laughs> oh, let me step back. <laughs> step back. Bro, he's my uh, best friend. Yeah. <laughs> See guys. these connections? This is mine, not guys, yours. we can share. We can share. There's enough of me enough to, go to go around. But I think a lot of people were, a lot of people commented, like, oh, I expected this. Like, that makes sense. And then mostly all positive uh, comments, I felt. But it, anyway, what I'm getting to is thank you. This is going to be oh, no, yeah, a lot to come out of it. This is awesome. Yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward to doing projects with you guys. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, putting the products out there, um, getting out some good content via podcast yeah. with uh, yeah. with the new stuff and some tactic deals. And yeah, it'll be a good deal. It'll yeah. be it'll be easy too. It was pretty cool too because like Kurt and I have known each other uh, really since both kind of starting a, a smaller brand, yeah, which, which years, is grown. Right? Yeah. yeah, and uh, then kind of working with both parties and now like the what this next year can bring. I'm pretty yeah. excited. Just you know, I'm working with two friends and yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Well, we're, bro. We were talking it's kind of the well All right, Eric, you just want to leave, bro? We're <laughs> yeah, not part we're of this. Sorry, right, guys. Just, I told you that they're, they're my friends. Yeah. <laughs> they're my friends. They're my friends. You may talk to them. Yeah. But they're uh, they're mine. For only a certain amount of time though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, time yeah you're only allowed well you have that you do only have like an eight hour jaunt. To right. get out, like that's, that's easy. Just a quick, brisk, yeah. We, so yeah, nine hour drive. If we, do like, if we do like every other week podcast, he can just roll in. Yeah, yeah. It's no big, no big deal. deal. Yeah, uh, the whole right? nine to five thing, plus trying to hunt myself. Well, see mean. if you can just take Fridays off. <laughs> four tens, bro. <laughs> yeah, four tens. <laughs> we'll just record every Friday. Oh man, you might as well just get like an apartment somewhere Iowa, Illinois, in our area. So or just you move can, here. Then you or, can hunt all the public ground. Do one year Iowa. I'm taking notes Illinois. right here, Kurt. I'm, I'm liking. This. You're getting married, so this. just quit your job. Your old yeah, lady will fund your plane tickets, and bro, you just come hang out with us. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brooke, are you listening? This is gonna happen. Dude, yeah. she'll, gonna, she'll, she'll be fine. fine. We what know, you, sweetheart. We know you just bought a house and all, but just get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't need Check a house. Hey, if you want to be in this industry, you have to make some sacrifices. Dude, fine. you can move in with me. I'm moving into a house all by myself. I could use some company. Just you, me, and the turtle. God. Do you really have a turtle? Yeah. Yes. Dude, that, we didn't what talk kind about of turtle this is? Uh, He's oh an African gosh. side neck. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> uh, he's, just I, a, he's just a mud turtle. But that's pretty awesome. Oh, he's a dude. He's a straight savage. Watch him eat minnows sometime. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to come over to your house and watch him eat minnows. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, Byron's going to be living with me. He's going to be hanging out. I want you to just, everyone listening, yeah. to think about this opportunity. We have Cody DeQuisto in here. Like the OG of like the hang and bang style, and we're talking about Steve's turtle. Oh, I, I screwed <laughs> up. I, I I made a mistake. I understand. The, Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to bring up the turtle. Hey, team, <laughs> Steve, take a lap. All right, take a lap. Take, take a, a lap. lap. What, <laughs> what is its name? So his name is Tony the Meatball. Well, that's his Christian Tony? name, but we just call him Meatball for short. <laughs> that's his Christian Christian name. Yeah, nice. I got him. In, I got him when uh, when when we got the breakup. I didn't get the cap. I got the turtle. Much more happy. Turtle about. and the divorce. <laughs> yeah. I got full Jesus. custody rights of him. Hey, he's like backpedaling on the on our partnership now. He's like, hey man, it's been Tony. real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know what, dude? We we, we, cool, we crunched some numbers and actually, we, yeah, we you cut guys ties here, man. Yeah, we cannot do this. All right, let me let me oh, let me segue. When you were in <laughs> Iowa, Illinois area, doing video work for for Cody along with Custom Gear XOP, do you do you do any hunting when you come out? Is there bigger plans for the future? 
Does we, Cody give you any leads, or does he kind of just like see when you get back? So, <laughs> How does it work? It's a whole blindfold thing, dude. He doesn't no, we give us the rundown. So we did scout uh, a piece together, and I actually ended up hunting the next day. Um, we did see some some bucks between mm. the two of us scouting. Um, Hell, if you guys would have brought your bow, I think I'd have killed. I, I think they would have killed. Yeah, we yeah. really scouted, yeah. scouted a couple of public pieces uh, nearby. Yeah. Um, that's all we can say on location. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's all we can Nearby. say about it. Nearby. It was in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Northern California. In Jamaica. I would say the coolest thing uh, with working with Cody on these video projects and stuff like that is, like, I'll stop him and be like, hey, tell me about this setup right here. What do you see? What, why would you be there? And, and how would you right. hunt this? Or, like, little conversations like yesterday in the truck, we did, a, we did a photo shoot, and I was asking about being in this, like, tight cover type environment. I was like, well, how would you film it? And then how would you be seated? Like, just right. breaking it down, and I'll stop him because obviously he processes this stuff on a very high level, very fast, mm-hmm. um, and he's just like kind of dialed in killer. I mean, right. it's really to me. Uh, Cody actually helped me kill my buck this year. I've always gun hunted low, but he kind of showed me some stuff and gave me that confidence to hunt like say two sticks high. Right. Okay. So, so Ooh. that's something like I've taken from just working with him on on media stuff and applied it infield. It's been pretty cool. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, different layers to, like, we talk about a lot. Like, there's a learning curve, and there's different layers, like, bow hunters. And, like, when you get into film and stuff like that, that adds a whole nother oh, it's just a, ratio it, to it. Completely different aspect, man. It just complicates things. Yeah, it's yeah. Like Do you just, film a lot of your stuff? Or? Yeah, I pretty much film all of it. Really? Um, normally, toward the end of the season, or, like, if I really need to make something happen, sometimes I'll ditch. Uh, we talked about that yesterday, too. And, and I'll, I'll ditch the film stuff. I'm not, that's not my primary focus. Right. right. Uh, when I first picked up a bow and started hunting, I, I had a I had a camera in my hand. Like it was, that was what was going on at the time. Yeah. It, it was like a you know one of those actual tapes in it. Yeah, the high eight tapes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The same yeah. thing, man. Yeah. I have and a collection of high eight tapes. Yeah, we grainy digital zoom footage. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> so I've always done that, and it's always been cool to look back at those kills. Um, you know, and I got a lot of them on film, but mm. uh, late season or when I'm really getting down into it, and I want to get like you know. Ninja status or whatever. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm like, you right. know what? Just shed the camera gear, shed all that, and just kind of going with the bow. But yeah, uh, I do like to film. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I have no talent in filming, but I can't. Yeah, that's what he's for. I don't have the eye for it. It take. I think you could learn it. But like Jordan from Combination Creative, he's just got. They're just natural. At the it. things that he does with camera work is insane. Like, well, Jordan is honest. He's like, I'm not. I'm. A, he's a bow hunter. He killed a good deer this year. He's like, I'm not so heavy on the bow hunting experience, but I do know camera work so now he's just trying to blend and film it all but oh, he yeah. can he could go out film everything and make a story out of nothing oh, right, which yeah. is yeah. different Dude, but it's it's honestly it's fun though too because like so there was an instance a couple years ago where i you know i didn't have a pla- have a place to go i i filled my tag so quick and then a buddy of mine rough, rough problem to have right there. <laughs> yeah yeah a, a buddy october 1st <laughs> october 6th you know so no but a buddy of mine was hunting and i was like you know come out we'll go hunt this piece and I was running camera, just straight up running camera. And, like, you know, we were scouting together, and I was hanging the double sets. But, dude, I got some sick footage of him pounding, like, you know, a mid-50s deer at, like, oh, eight really? yards. You know, nice. super. It was just – but it was cool running the camera, man. It jacked yeah. me up. It was, like, you know, it wasn't as good as killing one. But it right. was – it was it was uh, um, satisfying and a whole nother. you yeah, know. Yeah, because you're not just watching. You're adding that element of, like, dude, capturing it and yeah, bringing it, was, it back. And then, you know, I mean, even being that guy over the shoulder to pan back, get that reaction. You yeah. know how that feels. Like, when you're a hunter, you can, like, capture the feelings. Like, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's pretty the cool. The reaction's yeah. the best part, almost, of the, of the kill, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, what you got, I mean, I we always thought, I always believed that if you can bring that guy, you know, you can bring your viewer 
you can recall those memories, bring him back to that time where he was successful, or those times that keep us all hooked in the sport. That's what it's about, you know. And, and, right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did that one of our last uh, episodes of Carbon, and Kurt helped me recover this this buck that I shot. And he's like, we're recording this right now. Dude, I was just so pumped, and it's awesome to go back and watch that, just relive that. Take, it takes you right back to it like you were there yesterday. Love it. And, man, awesome. I, well, we did that, that hunting memories video. Yeah, the hunting shows, memories. like yeah. all our old footage and old photos and stuff like that yep. just different clips that we threw all in there it turned out really nice it was it, it was fun just like yeah seeing all like your old pictures and stuff dude that's yeah. that's why I, I i've never wanted to film but you know kurt's always hounding us whenever we kill deer like to get pictures because yeah, pictures and video of it and, and it's because you can always go back like you can look at our social media and just kind of see what we were doing and it's just it's fun stuff to yeah. go back and look at dude pictures too i mean there, there's mm-hmm. been bucks that i shot that i just didn't like just didn't take the time to like yeah do nothing is you get a, you get that good picture like you know you got that uh, album and you look back at an yeah. awesome picture it's like dude it's like your resume too, priceless you know? man and antlers are just so cool i feel like to photograph like oh you, yeah you know like you spend so much time separated from a buck and you put it on the ground and now you get to take those images that are that are right there every little right. detail and how he looks and and really like it just like goes back in that memory of that photo yeah I, yeah well, it's one of those things, too. Like, you think about it all year round for those types of successful days. And it is more about it. Guys can say that. But, really, you do you want to kill a good deer. Yeah, you for know? sure. So, yeah, when you do get it down, it take it in. Like, absorb, like, the whole moment of it and everything. I try to be conscious of that <laughs> anyway. But it, it's, I don't know, it's good. Do you guys, I don't know how you feel. Like, I don't watch a lot of hunting shows. When I watch guys kill, like, a giant and they get emotional, I kind of get emotional. Oh, so I do. imagine what it would be like if I did that. There, are, do you guys think I'm asking Cody and Byron this? Do you guys think you're that way when you shoot deer, or are you kind of like I'm an animated person? Like I yeah. think anyone who watches my film this year, like you know, I thought I put a good hit on him, and then Dave actually pushed the record button, and I didn't know this, and we kind of stumbled across him in like just like Tiger Woods fist pumps, just <laughs> jacked yeah. up. You get like, so excited, yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that, I love that's, it. Just, <laughs> that's just who I am. He was that, wearing the red and black. That was that was genuine for sure. I like. I remember when I first seen that. I, I think I sent you a text, and I was like, "The recovery scene in that video is the best by far." Like it's yeah. just, it was so real. You know, right, I right. mean, um, do you get that way, Cody? Because I I don't picture that from you. No, honestly. I don't. It's uh, no, I, I don't get that way. I sort of end. To your point, to your point, you just... Are you skipping around something? No, no, no. To your to your point, like, you know, hey, enjoy it, man. You just made it happen. Like, like take the time. Right. And I just think it's... I'm still striving to get that... Yeah. To get that absolute giant that, like, maybe will give me that reaction, I guess. Right. It, it maybe it sounds shitty to say, but... No, no, no. There's I, always... Uh, my first thing when I get a deer down is I'm always picking it apart. Like, yep. damn, right. he wasn't as wide as so I thought he was. in that DeQuisto series, like, that was filmed when you got... It was, like, in January. You filmed it. You said, like, your first deer was, like, a, what, 128-inch? No, 124. Just 124, yeah. yeah. And you were, like... I want... Like, you got it, and you were, like, I wanted that monster. And that to me, that was cool, because you're, like... I, I, you want to keep striving for more, and that's why you keep getting yeah. after it. Like that's it. That's an awesome well, do you, attitude. Do you think part yeah. of it is because your dad's success and what the deer you grew up around? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's growing up with that that sort of environment, seeing those deer he was putting down. Like, I mean, it. You know, it was one of those things where I'm looking at these deer and I'm like, I don't want to shoot that. Like that yeah. that wouldn't fit in, in the house. Right. Like, yeah, like that that wouldn't look good on the wall. Like you know and. And I remember that's why, like, you know, after that first deer, I was like, you know what? 
I was, and, I, and I'd see deer on the hoof, and I'd see fit. I'm like, you know, I got to shoot a 160. Like, that yeah. is what I got to get. And that next year, I shot 160-inch 10-point. And then I didn't, like, I didn't stagger back for a couple years. It was like 160, 160, 160. And then, then I, you know, I got a couple that were smaller, that had some character, that were cool, that I, like, I, that I, oh, I dig that buck. I want to shoot that buck, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was like, and even then, even 160, even like 70-type stuff, uh, you know, and when I shot that one that was in the mid-'80s, it was still like, I was. I'm st- I still look at that wall like, you know, I'll I'll be I'll be jacked when I get something to be jacked about. What what would what would that be? Um, I want I want a typical monster. Like I want <laughs> really like what's monster? Like give me a give like me a I number. want I oh, want net net monster. yeah I want like net net, 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 net 90s net 90s typical net 90s like yeah like I mean that's. that's I mean, what's one of the, the biggest typicals in Iowa is like 204 something, isn't it? Yeah, well, the, the, the all-time world record bow is 204 and an eighth, and that's something that, like, Dad, from the beginning of his time, like, uh, or, like that's what he, that's his, his deal. That's what he's been chasing. That's his white buffalo, you know, and, um, <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a typical guy myself, too. I don't, I don't really care for all the garbage. I mean, not that I, you know, wouldn't shoot or don't have deer like that, but there's something about that majestic giant typical deer that typical frame is so hard to get and so hard to get in that that's size that's what the scoring system was based off of yeah. is that yep. type and, of buck and he has a you know dad has a 201 uh typical Ooh. that grossed and it netted like 197 and, the, and that that deer is so impressive like i just yeah. look at that thing and just so i'm in that's awe a, of that's it. an Every, iowa buck that was an illinois buck oh so he's he's up there in ranks and one of the biggest typicals with it, a bow then like he's in he's oh he's got yeah he well even in wisconsin like even the I think the the Wisconsin that was uh, number three or something for a while, it only netted, not only, it netted like 187, (laughs) grossed in the 190, but a typical 12 punch bowl, like that kind of stuff I look at all the time, and I'm just like, motherfucker. Like, like, like I'm going to get that, you know. You got to see it every day. This kind of brings up a pretty cool conversation, like, um, oh, Cody and I have had, and, and when I first started working with him, he started talking about the term booner. And, Kurt, you and I have, yeah. have talked a little bit about measurements. Um, it kind of helps that I'm killing a little bit bigger deer. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but, but that term booner in this industry is, is thrown around, and I was kind of very – It's tossed around a lot. Very nice. And so it's giant. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then I started hanging out, uh, obviously, doing stuff with Cody, and he's like, dude, like, people don't realize, like, to get to that, that net boon, you got to be up oh. there. you got to be, like, kind of 180s range. you, you got to yeah. have it all, man, in net you 170. Do. You I do. Mean, I mean, it's – because. You know, we had this, going back to that. We talk a lot and get. Well, it's like a quick check in. Hey, what's up, man? Just having time. And then it's like a forty-five minute t- like talk about whatever we dive into. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, to to have a buck that goes typical, even to go one sixties, one seventies, like net especially, you got to have beams. You got to have mass. You got to have brows. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, a lot yeah. of bucks might have good twos, but they're threes and maybe almost no fours and no brows and the mass isn't there. Well, yeah, it looks like a big deer. Because and, the frame is there. Well, and there's and there's so many so many deer that I think don't have that frame, that Boone and Crockett frame. Yeah. And they got a, they got they're stacked with tines or they got good mass or whatever. But like man, I'm, like you look at some of those some of those bucks that Dad's got on the wall too, like some of his bigger ones. The sheer size. I mean, just yeah. 14, 15 is just stacked. I mean, just big 28, 29 inch beams yeah. with a tw- with a twenty inch spread like. You don't mistake that cage when you see it. No, absolutely. Like, you, you, like when you see it out, and especially when you see it in the uh, in the timber. Yeah. Like when you see a buck of that caliber walking through, like even that that big one that I shot with the drop time. Like I remember, there was not even a thought. It was like that's it. It's right time. There. Like it. Yeah. it, it like, well, I you think know. people don't realize. You know, a lot of lot, most deer, the average like big buck, if you for most people you'd say is in that 
one, hoping 125, 130 range. That's a really good deer for most people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, those, the beams on that deer, to put it in perspective, not, you know, I'm, I'm being kind of vague, are in that 18 to 22 range mm-hmm. for beams. So you get a buck that's got age on them and genetic, and they're going to do that Boone and Crockett numbers. Like, yeah, it starts at the 26, 27, 28-inch beams and up. You get a buck that has 29, 30-inch beams, you know it. It's a it's oh, yeah. a super freak. Right. Yep. It's yeah. a super freak. Like the guy or buck, my dad's big yeah. mainframe eight. That's got 27, 28 inch main beams. As a, it's a mainframe eight with junk. Oh yeah. So yeah. and you just see that thing. It looks absurd. Mm-hmm. You know. It's wild. There's some uh, wild looking deer over here. You know, just walking around, seeing them. Uh, they're they're shot around here, and dude, it's just like, yeah, it, it gives you something that you want to strive for. Like, dude, you. Well, yeah, if you go to the like the all time, the big yeah, the big bastards over there, man. You know, those bucks are super freaks. And there's some 200 inch typicals over there. That's yep, yep. It looks fake. It looks like it's not farm deer. I hate to say that, but it's like that. Yeah, you don't see them. But that's the thing. Even those tip. That's what's so beautiful about that typical gene. Like even in that farm raised setting, you don't get a lot of that. I mean, you just don't see it. It's something that's I think probably hard to replicate or get the genetics for, but. And it's like, you know, you can truly appreciate that, that deer that makes it to that caliber that is a typical frame, especially with no trash. Like some, right. some of these deer that don't even have a sticker out of place, like, dude, just perfection, you know. It's <laughs> right. just, it's, well, let it's me like, ask you this. I know you're, you're striving for that 90s typical. Have you ever got, on, got a trail cam picture or a sighting of a deer? You're like, this is, I have a chance to meet the buck I'm going to freak out over. I have never had the pleasure of being in the game with, with that caliber of an animal yet. Um, you know, I, I always go in with the mentality that, like, if he's there, I will kill him. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's the mentality I have because I, 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 I think it's important to have that. Yeah. You don't want to second-guess your shit. You have to be confident. So, I mean, and I've, honestly, my biggest hurdle now, you know, as I, like, kind of, perfect and you know uh, dive in and and try and get my strategy down and you know my setups and and my tactic the biggest thing now is finding a deer to hunt because you can't you know when you're looking for something like that you they just don't they don't very limited on it it is you you know and we don't have thousands of private acres like you know our our you know my private farms that i hunt are small pieces they're not pieces that you can raise deer i have completely given up i have given up 110 percent, and you can call it negativity of ever looking at a deer and thinking about next year. Like I, and every time I do, I slap myself in the face. I'm like, he ain't going to make it. I just, he's not going to make it. I'm going to start fresh next year. If something shows up, then I'm going to kill it. Mm-hmm. But, and then, you know, so now it's become a mission of, okay, now i got to start finding different pieces. Yep. Yeah. i got to get myself to those deer, and I can't wait for them. Because if you wait for them, a year will go by. You're playing the lottery you, there. Yeah. Just it, exactly. Excited. You know, it's, it's, it just sucks, man. It's and that and that type of deer is not around the corner. You know, hundred eighty inch deer don't come around. No, no. It, it's it's especially hundred eighty inch typicals. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting something that'll gross that is awesome too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's a tank, but you know, just for the bucket list, you know, for the the all time goal, uh, it's right. uh, it just sucks. Man. It takes a lot. Go ahead, Byron. So, so what he just said too, I feel like can uh, can apply to like the average guy, the the, the Bill Joe lunch bucket. Come on, no, no, no. <laughs> look, 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 at, look at a guy like myself. You know, I'm kind of looking for that 130 on, on public for the most part is yeah. what I hunt. But you know, there he's saying, you know, I've got to go find that deer. I've got to go find that season. That season is a fresh slate. I'm not sure where I'm going to be in October 5th because he's he's really big on that in season scouting approach. That where those deer are at that time. Yeah. You know, I think 
you know, that conversation he just laid out still applies to somebody like myself. Mm, um, sure. Somebody like it that's out here in this crowd. That 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 is something that I think the general um, hunting personality doesn't doesn't do as well as say like a Cody DeQuisto. Yeah, I, mm. yeah, I'd agree. You know, I think that's something, and that confidence factor. I feel like that's something a lot of people should should look yeah, at. Yeah, that's and, huge. And I agree. To their confidence is number one in bow hunting. If you don't feel confident, what are you even doing? You got, especially in like your shooting ability. Your, your skill set and getting on deer, you know, all that. And I feel like I'm always evolving with that. And I'm not – I don't consider myself to that next tier to where I'm chasing 180s and that's it. You know, I, I, I feel confident in that I might be able to get on a 150 almost every year. You know, I'm in that ballpark. But it's, it's also like the, the gamble. I have never ha- I've never had a trail cam picture of a buck that – I think will net in the 180s or the 170s, you yeah, know. I mean, so it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of too. Yeah, I guess don't segue to my next question for you is like, what if you just don't have that at all? Or and then what's like the longest you've gone depression. without depression? Depression sets really? in. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like just it, screw it. it, it um, it's, well, I mean, kind of though, because that that's what you want. Well, dude, it's like, it's funny because like we, we were talking, sad. and I was like, man, my, like. I was like, my, you know, my hell is just hunting a piece of property that, like, I know there's nothing but, like, 130-inch deer on it. Yeah. It sounds stupid, but, like, well, when that's not what you what want, it, you know. That's your experiences, and, though. It's different. And it's, you know, that's why I almost don't like to run cameras too much. Like, I run them to get inventory bases, but my best and most productive hunts are on new pieces that I'm not running a camera because there's always that factor, like, I'm going to go find this deer. He's out there somewhere. i got to find him, you know? Yeah. Opposed to where, like, if I have a, a farm that's got 17 cameras on it and I've been running cameras every, you know, and I, like, you know, pretty much day. know what's there. Yeah. yeah. Then it, like, then you start to, that that affects you in a, in a, a backward spiral. Well, shit, there's not even a deer I want to shoot here, so why am I going, you right. know, why am I even going here? Why yeah. am I doing this? So I just try and find, I'll get to a new property. Stop spinning my wheels, you know. I do always... I'm not a rut person, but that's always in my head that I know that if my, my, my farm doesn't have a lot of stuff in October, maybe homebody deer, yeah. um, you know, okay, maybe I can go change my strategy and get in an area that I can maybe get some roamers or some stuff yeah. that, would, that would come in or um, try and put out some feelers for different, different pieces right. of property. Well, but if, you have that new pro- if you have that opportunity at a new property, too, that's always like a refresh button for me. Like, yeah. you got that new too. property, you don't know anything about yeah. it. It's, it's, it's a mystery yeah. of it. Yeah. It is. It's kind of like you're starting all over yeah. again, but it's so exciting, you what? know. Well, back yeah. in the day, we you don't know we, what's there. It, right. Exactly. Well, back in the day, we used to hunt Fulton County, Illinois, and that's when we had one stealth cam 35-millimeter trail <laughs> cam, and it never worked. Right. You know, we would go to the one-hour photo, try to develop it, and it's like, what, what are we even doing? Or yeah. the, uh, what's it, what did Clark talk about, that deer track? The trail the, timer. The trail timer. <laughs> well, so that trail camera never worked. We had one of them, and we didn't know the deer out there. Like, you know, like maybe if I was my age now, then hunting, I might have been able to figure a little more out. But yeah. to me, it was so fun because it was, everything was a mystery. You know, you mm-hmm. hear, like, you know, somebody come back to camp, like, oh, I saw a booner up on the hill, and yeah. I'm going to look at him like, oh, there's a big buck out yeah. here. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and you just had, I was just hopeful. Right. But yeah. if, like, if trail cams went away, it almost I think I'd have that more anticipation of, like, the mystery of what's living out there. That's one of the best feelings in bow hunting is that buck tag in your pocket. Yeah. And you don't know. Yeah. And yeah, it, you don't know. You know, your 200-inch typical could walk right in and, at 10 yards. Yeah. And, and one of the worst feelings. Cause yeah. Because you, you don't <laughs> yeah, know. Because no you don't know. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a good and a bad. So yeah, it, that it sucks. I just I just had this idea. There's been so much information thrown out here, and I think this is a cliffhanger. Too. I want to be the first student 
in the DeQuisto Dojo of deer hunting. Oh, you got to take a rain check. I'm on first on <laughs> <laughs> Are you? You're up now. Dude, no, come on. You're, dude, you guys are already bros, dude. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a hey, student. Get a textbook and sell it for like college textbook prices. <laughs> It'll have just a bunch of bullshit information. Right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, here's how to hunt Missouri it's hill all lies, country. All mixed up. <laughs> hill country, Missouri. It was funny because I I was on a podcast and there was a bunch. There it was in Pennsylvania and they did like a listener thing. And there was guys that kept throwing me stuff, and they were like, "Okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm hunting, you know, the mountains of uh, of West Virginia." Like, and they're asking me specific questions, and I'm like, "Dude, I've never even stepped foot in West Virginia, so I, I, I don't know, you know, like I've never I, even I, hunted I got, a mountain not, before. Yeah, I got nothing like, for you. I'm not sure, you know, but <laughs> someone tried to test you one time. We did like a live podcast, and someone was like, oh, "I'm gonna test Steve's knowledge." Almost the same question: How do thermals work in the hill country? And I'm like, well, "That doesn't really." Help to us. So. I, was, I was like, bro, I'm like, if you want to wear thermals, you're good, man. You know, I, got, I got some that from Farm Fleet, some working sport thermals. They're, bro, they're good. I'd suggest them. <laughs> I yeah. think that's a perfect stopping point for this podcast. Well, there's more to come. We're leaving. See, that's the type of stuff we're going to get into when you're in studio. Yeah. And we yeah. can just, and a lot of other crazy stuff, I imagine, because we don't have to stick to any agenda. But yeah. that stuff yeah. gets fun to feather in and out of that Absolutely. and get into that type of conversation. So, Yeah, it'll be good. Can't wait. Appreciate you guys. Awesome. Good to see thanks. you, Byron. Yeah, thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, man, Appreciate of course. It. I'm looking I'm forward glad, to the future. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are friends. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Steve, I'd like to thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Oh, dude, that and you, you, you're, the, you're the glue, man. That voice. You're Bro, you like that voice? That voice just hey, ties everything together. The mullet contract. And the mullet contract. The mullet contract. When you posted that, I was like, oh, shit, I got to do it. I had to make it official. Because if there's documentation, now it's like, Eric's going to be growing a mullet and Steve's going to grow a mullet. I'm going with, like, the old-school NASCAR mullet, though. Yeah, that's what I hardcore. want. Dude, doing, I want a stock car mullet. Byron's going to do the comb-over one. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. my hair's going the other way. <laughs> I'm losing oh, it. i got to figure out something. Just do the tail. Know. I think the old lady would be cool oh, with the, the rat, rat tail. tail. <laughs> Just the rat tail. Dude, oh, somebody man. was rocking a mullet, and Bring coming out of the tail. mullet was the rat tail. i got a picture of it. Dave, he doubled down. Bro, dude, he was serious about the game. Student. Man, I can't do it. I've seen a guy with a perm mullet this weekend. I might have made that guy mad. Oh my we'll God. leave it at that. That's right, a we'll, we'll cut out. More to come. Go <laughs> shoot your bow. We love you. <laughs> oh, my God! Oh. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.